Buenos dias, everybody. Everybody has a podcast, so I made one too. It is back today. I've been missing for a little while. You know, my phone hasn't been charged in the morning time in like three, four days. So that's one reason why I haven't made one. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Man. Got some shit to talk about today. I'm going to um give you the advertisements, then come back, and then we're going to get it popping, get it started. Let's talk about some shit. Um, right now, I'm reading... The Fall in All Stars by John Green again. Um, I am. What else am I doing right now? Oh shit, shit. Um, farming at the secret location. Um. What else? What else? What else? What else? But uh, when we get back, bro, I I talk about some shit. Do you hate bank fees? Do you have friends that live overseas that you need to kind of send money to, but, you know, your bank is going to charge you an arm and a leg just to send $10? Well, look no further than PayPal. You can make you a free account right now, get you a debit card or a credit card or a P-Pray card, and start giving money and start sending money anytime, no fees, nada. So, go ahead Sign up today, paypal.com, make your account, and send me some money. Hey, there's no fees, anything like that. And we back. Man, I've been gone for four days on this motherfucker. Felt like two weeks, but I am back. And everybody has a podcast, so I made one too. And what have I been doing, you know? I've been thinking about a lot. I'm supposed to talk about a whole lot. But I'm not going to go back. I'm going to just talk about the present right now. So, you know, everybody, if you don't do yoga, I advise you to do yoga today. Just start some yoga. Doesn't take a lot. It's basically just stretching. I want everybody out there to just start stretching a little bit. Um, I'm not... Having sex with no girl. If she don't do yoga. And I'm not playing. At least stretch a little bit before you try to give me the pussy. I'm not trying to go into no. I'm not trying to do that. You know. At least get your motherfucking. Touch your toes a little bit. Something. And. I feel like yoga is a. It's a good way of self love. It's a good way to connect with yourself. Early in the morning or late at night. It's a good way to really feel yourself. It's a way to, you know, better self-discipline if you're lacking in that. You know, yoga can help you in a lot of different ways mentally and physically. So, I advise you to go check out my favorite page on YouTube is Yoga with Adrian. She is one of the love of my life. <laughs> you know, she changed my life. Um... And she's just awesome. You know, she really is. She's really a great person. She's really doing it for the love of yoga and for the love of people and giving people free yoga online. She has over like a hundred and something videos online. If you want to go check those out, go check those out. So, what do we need to talk about today? Um, 
Well, I was thinking about, I got a question for you guys. So, I'm not on Instagram right now. I'm doing, um, what, the 28 Days of Hustle, you know, for my ancestors, you know, Black History Month. And are you close with your siblings? You know, people say your siblings are people, you know, that's all you got is your family, you know. Everyone says that. But how close are you with your siblings? You know, I have one sister and we're not close at all. Um, We're two years apart and yeah, we're not close at all. I don't talk to her at all. But, you know, she don't talk to me either. So, you know, it's cool. And she's never really talked to me, you know, throughout our life. We probably conversated probably with like good conversation, probably like 10 times. And we lived in the house with each other till I was 19, 20, 21 for real. And yeah. But yeah, my sister is married. She lives in Virginia right now with her husband. She's 22. You know, she's a little cool. I mean, I really don't know her for real, but you know, she's pretty. You know, she's cool. You know, she's part of the fam. But uh, we're going two separate ways on life past. <laughs> I'm doing um. I'm doing this thing where I don't disrespect myself, and I know myself, and I'm self-aware, and I'm going for something that. I don't know. Fuck, man. Oh, lo siento. People out there, sorry. I do this podcast in my bed, so I yawn a little bit. Well, yeah, answer that question. You know, you can email me at just Eric's phone. That's J U S T E R I C S phone at iCloud.com. And you can just message me on there and uh, give me your response. And uh, I'm going to respond back. I check my email 50 times a day. So. I ain't got Instagram, and I just be on my email, and I just, you know, get off my phone. And do you think, another question for you guys, do you think, hopefully y'all be answering this shit. Answer this shit in the email, please. I want to know, are you close with your siblings? What type of relationship do you have? And and if you did, if you didn't have a good relationship, and you have one now, what did you guys do, you know, to build a good relationship? I want to know. And my second question is, fuck, I think I just motherfucking forgot it. Oh, um, do you believe people should get out social media for a little while? You know, some people get on social media every day, probably four or five hours a day, you know, and they're not making no money from that shit. They're not, they're not doing anything with it. Um... And technically, you really don't need it, you know. Everything around you, social media, my nigga, like, like I communicate more with trees than I do with human beings, and that's honest truth. I connect with other things in life than human beings. You can connect with so much more living organisms than you think. Like, we have three dogs and a cat in here. And we're getting more shit, more animals. I don't know why that we're getting so many animals. We live in a confined space. I mean, our house is pretty big, but 
damn, we're getting a lot of animals. So I'm thinking probably life is going to move us soon. You know, I don't feel like I need to move. And then that's when life moves your ass when you get comfortable. And so life has always did me and Isaac like that. We've been here for almost two years, a couple months away from being two years here in in one house. And that's the longest we've been in a house. And, you know, I got my own room here and it's amazing. But hopefully soon we'll get something bigger because we need a bigger farm. Also, answer that question. Do you feel people should get off Instagram? Do you feel people should get off Twitter? Just for a little while, like a week at a time. Like if you get on a week, get off a week, you know. Or if you're doing something business-wise, get on and then get right back off. But answer that, you know, at just Eric's phone at iCloud.com. Send me your responses. Send me your answers. And tell me what you think. So, what else are we going to talk about? You know, you know, let's play some music. And then let's come back and talk about some sports real fast. I think that's what we should do. The Lakers did not get Anthony Davis and... They fucked up the whole team chemistry. They fucked it up. You know, we only got 20-something more games in the season. If we don't make the playoffs, niggas is going to go ape shit. Ruby, don't come in here doing no foo-foo-ass shit, bro. Doing that shit, bro. Yo, Paul's is dirty. Don't get, up. don't get in my bed, bro. Stop. No, leave. Go. Damn. I always want to... Ruby, I'm not playing, bro. I will smack the shit out of you. Go. You the one that ran out there doing that goofy shit. No. Leave. So I thought, nigga, listen. But, oh, the Lakers. Them niggas did some goofy ass shit, bro, trying to trade the whole core, bro. Like, how you gonna fucking offer to trace eight players? Didn't trade none of them, but Bailey. Not Bailey, nigga. I'm tripping. Beasley, nigga, and Zubat for some niggas I ain't never even heard of, bro. These niggas got two niggas I ain't never heard of, bro. Nigga, fuck, nigga. Listen, fuck the Lakers, bro. I'm not no Lakers fan no more. I'm a fucking LeVar Ball fan. I'm a Lonzo fan. I'm a Jello fan. I'm a LaMelo fan. That's my, them are my favorite basketball players. Other than them niggas, my, one of my favorite basketball players is, uh, Jordan Brangers, you can look him up on YouTube. He'll be in the NBA soon. Um, but, nigga, I'm not no fucking Lakers fan no more, bro. Fuck them niggas. Them niggas just doing some weak shit, bro. Build for the motherfucking dynasty. You know, LeBron James, oh, yeah, but this nigga, this is not his final lag of his career. The nigga can play. If you keep him on the Tim Duncan minutes, like, listen, this is my philosophy. This is what I would do, you know. He has a he's just signed a four year contract. This is the first year of his contract. You have four, five of them of some of the best young talent in the NBA, and they are developing under LeBron James and Rondo and fucking like just some good veterans. So what you want to do? What I would do, nigga? I got Magic Johnson doing player development. I got motherfucking hire some more niggas. Focus on some defense. And build my young core up, get their playoff experience up, make it to the second, make it to the finals, Western Conference Finals, 
You know, it's okay if you lose. You have five, two, three-year players on your team that play over 20 minutes. Of course, you're not going to really win. You're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors at all. But they fall not next year, but the year after that. And then that's when you make your push. You know, LeBron James does two years. Then you give him a contract extension for two more years because he did not win two years. And so now he has four more years. He's going to play six more years. His son's eligible for the NBA on his fifth year in the contract. So he'll be able to play with his son if the Lakers just go ahead and pick his son up after high school. Then it's like a little storybook, you know, pick up Jello, pick up LaMelo. These players, listen, those players are off the book players, bro. Like they're they're rich already. They're basketball players that are the most different basketball players the NBA has never has ever seen. Like they're not stop order. You can get the fuck out too, bro. But the niggas are different because you ain't gotta pay them max contracts because they're not there for the money. They're there to play basketball and win games. They got money. They got their own brand. So that's what I'm saying. When build the fucking dynasty, build the big, see the big picture, my nigga. Like you can get AD in a year. Just stay in contact with him. You know, any team that comes next year, be like, hey, sit out. Literally sit out, save your legs for a year. That doesn't even count, right? You're still going to be 26 years old with some fresh legs. You ain't played in a year. Just train in the offseason and, Keep it moving. And then you got Kyrie might come to the Lakers. Bro. For for nothing. You know? And Lakers are just bullshitting, bro. They're doing some bullshit. Um, I fuck with Philadelphia. If anything, Philadelphia is my new team. Um, hopefully, LeVar Ball gets all three of his sons on the Phoenix Suns, which will be motherfucking crazy. Nigga, I'm a big fan of LeVar Ball and Big Baller Brand. I fucking love them. Like, before he even came into the picture in the spotlight, I had a mindset just like LeVar Ball. And it's crazy to see my manifestation come into LeVar Ball and it just know that, dang, people got the same ideas as me. And I know this because we're human and no one's really that special. You know, we all share ideas. We're all connected through the higher. So, LeVar Ball being able to, for real, build his sons up. People think Jello's not good. My nigga had a scholarship at UCLA. You don't get that if you're not good, you know. So, he gonna get all three of his sons on the Phoenix Suns, probably. It's hot down there. They suck. And they could really use it. And they run that running gun. And they can for make the playoffs next year if they do it. Next year. Because the Mavs, the Mavs are going to be good and the Suns are going to be good. They're going to reunite both of those teams in the NBA. And for real, for real, I don't give a fuck about the Lakers anymore, to be honest. Um, I hope Philadelphia wins the championship. They got like a, where they have like a, a better... Detroit Pistons team. Like, you know, the Pistons team from like uh, 06, 05, 04, 03 type shit. 
to me, they have a team like that because they got that they got Tobias Harris, which is kind of me. He's like a a bigger, stronger, better shooting Richard Hamilton, and then they got the big beast center that can put up thirty four and eighteen every night, and then you got a big ass point guard Ben Simmons. You got a shooter JJ Redick. You got the you got a fucking squad, bro. And so, 76ers is my pick for the NBA Finals. Um, Warriors are probably going to take it. But Warriors are probably going to take it next year, too. First team ever to win five in a row. Because I think they're going to re-sign Boogie Cousins. Because Boogie Cousins has like a... He has that fucking feeling still in his... No, one, no team picked him up and they slammed the phone in his face. So, he's on... He's going to re-sign probably for less than the minimum. For one more year, get that one more year under his belt, then he'll probably dip when KD dips. You know, then it's going to be Clay Thompson, you know, the regular three, and then they're going to get another star. They're going to always going to grab another star for sure. But yeah, man, the NBA, you know, I love it. You know, it's one of my favorite sports. But the Lakers, man, they could suck my. I'm not even going to say it, bro. They better start treating, they better get rid of Luke Walton, bro. And get a new coach, ASAP. Niggas is banging him in the uh, in the motherfucking locker room. I heard McGee try to fight him, and Beasley tried to fight him. So he ain't good for business. He's not. You think niggas want to come to a locker room where niggas is banging the coach, bro? Like niggas is really trying to fight the coach. That's not attractive. Niggas ain't trying to go to that shit. I would it. Like why motherfucker want to go to a team where? If one of the guys I kind of fuck with doesn't like the coach, he just offered like this nigga just offered to punch this nigga, like you know. So, and yeah, I said offered nigga because like, nigga, do you want me to punch you, bro? Like, come on, these niggas are starting to coach. You you know how my fucking I'm not much you don't have to care, nigga. To for my friend, I got a quick story for you guys. When we come back, we'll tell a quick story. Uh, play some music, and I'm going to tell a story about how one of my friends uh, threatened to coach my freshman year in high school basketball season. All right, we back. And this story is about this story time. So my freshman year of high school, I played with a bunch of football players on my basketball team. It's like, man, we have, like, our whole team play football and basketball. So everybody, like, we didn't even practice until, like, we, like two weeks before our first game because football season, we went to the freshman championship and we lost by a touchdown. And awesome bullshit. But, so, one of my friends, I'm not going to say his name, but I'll give you his last name. His last name is Simmons. We were playing at Central Hardens. If you don't, you don't know Central Hardens, Central Hardens is a predominantly white school, but they host like freshman tournaments. So, we pull up. We win the first game against E-Town or against Fort Knox. One of my friends, Juwan, play on that team. And then we go in the locker room and coaches like trying to like, you know, chewing us out last game. We sucked. We need to get better, better defense. And he's like pointing out people on our team. It's like, you need to get better. You need to do this. You need to do that. Okay. People were like taking it like, all right, bro, this nigga shut the fuck up. We won type shit. So we get on the bench. About to start the second game against Central Harden. And, like, they start getting on our ass. <laughs> and, like, for real. Like, the white boys start getting on our ass. And I remember 
Antonio, I'm almost said his name. Well, Simmons got the rebound, took it up the court, full fast break, bro. Went, made a layup, came back down. Coach was hot that he took the ball because he's played, he plays power forward, but Antonio is athletic, so he plays forward because he can jump high and my nigga, but he can't, he can also play the three or the two. Coach was hot, like, play your position, you know, pass the ball to the point guard, da, da, da. And Antonio was like, bro, I'm good. I got it. And he, like, said that to him on the court. And then coach pulled him out and was like, you don't tell me you're good. You don't tell me you got anything. I'm the coach. You know, you listen to me, whatever. And I remember Antonio looking at him, cocked his head a little bit. It was like, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> nigga looked at that nigga dead in his eyes. I'm like, nigga, fuck you, nigga. I don't need this shit. Took his jersey off on the bench, bro, and walked across the gym. Like, why these niggas is playing? Like, <laughs> like the game is going on, my nigga. Like, and this nigga walked across the gym floor to my nigga's parents. Is like, what's going on? And then his dad was like, hey, don't say another word to him. Don't talk to him at all. You an awful-ass coach. See me in the parking lot. And my coach has a limp. So, ain't no way he can fight, bro. This nigga literally has a limp. Like, he has to have a cane or he can't walk type shit. And so, and he was talking shit, too. Now, I'll meet you in the parking lot. And I'm like, nigga, you're not finna fight this fat-ass nigga. Because, and talk, I'm going to say his name again. Simmons, his dad, nigga, is yeah, at least 300. At least 300. He going to sit on his bad leg, nigga, and it's going to be a wrap. But <laughs> this nigga, Antonio, walked across the gym floor, took his shirt off. And his jersey off, threw it on the floor, bruh, and just went and got his shit and left. But the way he said, nigga, fuck you, that shit had me dying on the bench, bruh. Like, I was weak as fuck, because I was bench riding at the time, too, nigga, so I was entertained, my nigga. This nigga really, nigga, fuck you, nigga, I don't need this shit. Got up, kicked his chair back. Walked across the court like the referees was looking like, what the fuck? He had to, like, tee him up. And he had to, like, tee him up. And nigga, he almost punched the referee. Nigga, I don't give a fuck about that weak-ass tech. Fuck out my face, nigga. <laughs> fuck out my face. Like, this nigga for a walk in the gym. And then uh, he sent me in there. You know, I'm riding the bench, so, nigga, I'm not getting in the game. He sent me in there to, like, uh, see what he about to do. Is he quitting or is he uh, coming back out? Because Coach Lowkey kind of needed that nigga. Because he was, like, one of our best defenders. But <laughs> coach wasn't trying to, like, go back in there himself and try to get this nigga because he didn't want to talk to him. But, uh, yeah, it was the last day I seen Simmons pick up a basketball. For real. He was nice at basketball, too. He wasn't like he was the worst basketball player i ever seen. Super athletic. And, yeah, he didn't need this shit. So that nigga quit. I couldn't do that shit. I wanted to do that shit, like, three, four times that season. But I didn't have the, I didn't have the balls to do that. And my mom would have cussed me out and beat my ass. And my dad would have cussed me out and beat my ass. Like, nigga, you don't quit shit. Like, them niggas is, like, I don't know. Playing sports in a black family is for real, like, having a job. You know, I took it serious, but hmm, my parents only took it serious a little bit. But they took it dead serious to where it's like, you're not going to waste our time. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. I'm not going to drive you to practice and all this other shit. For you to just uh, think you finna quit. 
nigga, you don't pay shit. You don't pay no bills, nigga. Da-da-da-da. My parents used to threaten me if you don't play sports, get a job shit when I'm like 11. If you don't play sports, you don't have to get a job. Nigga, I can't get a job. Nigga, I'm 11. I'm a little kid. The fuck am I? How am I even going to get a job, bro? My mom, let me tell y'all something about my mom. She has made me work. I've never thought about it till like two weeks ago. I I told this guy I ain't never had a job before until I was 18. That was like my legit clocking in hours job. And that was at Old Navy my freshman year at Western. I just got it because I seen like some cute girls working there. And it's like, oh, I need a job, bro. I, you know, people in college get a job, part-time job. That's what you do. So I got a job there, and uh, oh my god! Hey, shout out to this girl, man. I think her name was Caroline. Nigga, come on now. Her name was Caroline, so you already know what she got. Back, nigga. She was strapped straight like the Navy, nigga. Oh my god! Like my first day working there, bro. The shit was like, dang, like nigga. This is a gym. She ain't here with all the strap, nigga. You ain't got no boyfriend, nigga. You ain't got nothing. But I think she had, like, a boyfriend, but they were going through, like, some problems or whatever. So I used to just try to be in her ear, nigga, every day. But I'm, like, a freshman. She was, like, a junior or senior. She's about to graduate and shit and leave and all that other bullshit. But, you know, back to the story. My mom has always tried to make me get a job, bro. Like, legit. I'm talking about, like, I remember being, like, 9, 10 Cutting grass for some money. Like, nigga, j- for $10. My mom for used to just make me get $10 and then put the $10 on a game. Like, if I buy video games, she'd be like, I'll pay the rest. Just make sure you get your $10. And so a nigga would, like, cut grass, bruh. Nine, ten years old. Nigga, I can't even push the, like, bro, you know how hard it was? Nigga, I was, like, Four eight, four seven, nigga. I couldn't even see over like the, the the fucking like handlebar, for the lawnmower, and I almost died like three four times doing that shit. You know, she had a fucking hill in the back, and I couldn't lift it up one time. And I remember lifting it up, and it almost fell back on me. Boy, I was fucking scared, nigga. I turned that bitch off for like thirty minutes and went home and played the game, and then, <laughs> and then came back like three hours later and finished her yard. And then I remember she made me wash cars one time. She made me clean house. My mom cleaned houses on Fort Knox. People moved out. Like, they paid her to clean the houses and shit. She made me do that shit. Like, she made me do all this weak-ass side hustle shit for no reason. Like, I understand, like, that shit probably taught me how to work and shit. But, nigga, have you ever been to football practice? That's work. That teaches you how to work regardless. Like, nigga, if you never had a job or not, bro. If you go to football practice every day, like, nigga. I used to at least try to skip football practice at least once a week. But no, you got to go to that shit fucking every day when your ass is not going to play. And you work hard, bro. So, I know how to fucking work hard. She was just, she's so money driven, bro. That shit used to make me hot. Like, bro, why do I... You know, she trying to get me to get a fucking job every time. Uh, and then when I got older, boy, 
boy, boy, boy, boy. She for real, literally every time, every person she talks to, Eric need a job. So you got some opening, bruh. She trying. You know that um that police that police officer that opened up that car wash. She for real knew that nigga. Got me a job there, and. Got me a job before it even opened. And then I, like, I had to quit. Bruh. Because she got me hired at, like, four different places at the same time. Bruh, I worked at Subway. That, like, the Subway right across the street. Because she knew the owner there. I got a job there. The car wash. Then I had my own job that I liked at the mall. And then I had a, um, I was in school. So that's like another job too. So I had like four jobs, bro. She made me feel like look at work as something like this shit is pointless. Like I didn't have pride. I don't like. I don't think black people understand like the nece- like the necessity. I guess is that the word? Well, it's necessary basically for you to have pride in your job and for you to actually like it. You know, and it's not for the simple fact. People really, black people really, I don't want to say black people because I know a lot of white people too that do this. But it's like, people really automatically look at you and like, oh no, you're going to have to sacrifice your happiness. Every single time. You're going to have to sacrifice your happiness. It doesn't really matter. Get the money, pay your bills. And that's the, while I grew up, that's the, you know, the mindset of every adult. And they don't give a fuck about if you like your job or not. Hey, nigga, no one likes their job. I remember, like, my friend's dad saying that shit to us, like, because he was, like, he overheard us talking, like, bro, I don't like my job, bro. I need to find something I like. And he was, like, find something you like. You think that's how life works? That's not how life works. Get you a job that pays good money. Do that shit. Take care of your family. And we both looked at him like, nigga, what, <laughs> nigga, what family, nigga? Like, we ain't got no kids. Niggas is eighteen, nineteen years old. We kind of, we trying to find something we like to do. And he was just saying how like, that's not as being realistic. You're not gonna find a dream job. You know, find something that you can tolerate and put up with and grow and make money, and. From there, I started looking at his dad. My friend's dad's super different. You know, his eyes weren't as happy. And, you know, every time he talked, it just seemed like um, unhappiness. And so I started feeling like I started looking at every adult when I was like 19, 20 and looking in their eyes and seeing how they for real don't fuck with what they do. But they're stuck. They feel like they're stuck in the mud. And this is what they got to tolerate. And this is what they have to do. And they don't fuck with their job. And as of now. Nigga I fuck with my job. I fuck with my jobs. Nigga I am a non-profit manager. If you don't know nigga. I got my non-profit organization this year. Kentucky Bluegrass Medical. We will, we will be up and running. Going up soon in March. Hopefully, my uncle's supposed to throw me $2,000 for an investment that I need. I need to get a nonprofit tax accountant, 
and I need to pay off some stuff and get some shit for the farm here in Costa Rica and do everything. And then in March and April and May, we're going to Oregon to set up um, the grow medical marijuana grow business up there in Northern Cali, Southern, Southern, Southern Oregon, basically Northern Cali. And we're going up there to set up shop. But it starts with phase one, phase one to get the tax accountant. No, Ruby. Phase two is no, no. Phase two is to, you know, start, start growing weed. And then phase three is once Kentucky legalizes hemp, I have a farm in Kentucky. I literally have a farm over 30 acres. And then I have another farm with some more family over 50 acres. So I have farmland that I'm going to start tree farms and produce farms and hemp farm. And we're going to get into the Kentucky growing agriculture business. And we're going to take over that shit because we got Kentucky Bluegrass Medical. And we're a black owned business. You know? I never really noticed that, but we're a black owned business. And I love my job now. I'm a farmer. I'm going to take care of multiple families and make sure everybody eats out here in the world. For sure, And for real. One of my main goals in life and what I want to do is on March 20th, you know, the the spring solstice or whatever it's called and the equinox on Earth. I want to feed everybody on Earth, like every human being on Earth, like six, seven billion people. I want to make a meal on March 20th and feed everybody, but a nice vegan vegetarian meal. Like something just simple like a black bean burger and french fries. And that'd be it, you know? (laughs) Something simple, something I can really give. I can make 7 billion black bean burgers easy, (laughs) you know? And french fries. And each place in the world have their own... I have my own little uh, setup and... Every high school, every university, every hospital, you know, places like that, you know, I I literally send money and pay for it. And so, and I can send the supplies, you know, if my farm gets big enough, you know, I can go ahead and like, which country needs what they need to make the black bean burgers on March 20th and which place and everyone eat, things like that. You know, everyone probably not going to take it, but. Hopefully I can feed a couple billion, at least two, three, you know. So that's one of my dreams is to for real, everybody eat on my birthday. Because I want everybody to get fed on my birthday, for real. So, yeah, I think this is probably going to be the end of the uh, episode today. Oh, shit. Oh, see it though. Man, everybody has a podcast, so I made one. And today is February the 7th, I believe, or February the 8th. I don't know. I'm not really counting anymore. I'm on this 28 days of hustle, and I'm on my Black History Month. Shit, I'm trying to make Black History this month. So I'm going hard all month. I'm taking it day by day. No social media, really no cell phone, and I'm going in all month. Concentration, 
meditation, yoga, self-love, love yourself. And, you know, if you're out there right now and you're going through some relationship shit, I'm going to tell you right now, the best advice I got for you is to love yourself and understand that, like, and like people say this, but I want you to just look at it from a realistic standpoint. You're going to die by yourself. This isn't the Middle East. This isn't Egypt. You know, you're not going to take the hose with you when you die. You know, so understand that, like, bro, you really have yourself and that's really all you need. Bro, you really think that you're here on earth to only be with one person and get on that person's nerves? <laughs> like, you think you're supposed to be here and, like, force a connection with someone, you know? And, oh, this is the person I'm going to be with, so I'm going to have to force this out, like, make this work. No. To me, and my advice to you is to understand yourself, love yourself, really love yourself. Not that, yeah, I love myself. No, I love it. No, like, really understand what that really means. Like, ask a question to yourself. What is it? Do I love myself? What is self-love? And then sit in silence, you know? It's okay to not do anything and, you know, stare at the wall. And really think about that. Really answer it. Because you have the answer inside. And my advice, man, is to really understand you don't need that person. You know? I feel like relationships, like intimate relationships, you know, are like, you know, icing in the, in the cherry on top of the sundae. You know, of the cake. You know, icing on the cake and the cherry on top of the sundae. Like, it's the extra added on. After you love yourself and... When you're following your path, people will come and walk the same path as you. You know? And it's okay to connect with that person, even if it's only for a week, even if it's only for three years. And you can walk the path for a lifetime together. But someone's going to end their path in death, and that's okay. So my advice to you is to, you know, if this is someone that you really love and someone that you really think that you love, you probably don't even know what love is for real, you know, give a little bit more freedom and relax. Like, niggas be really high sprung off another person, and I can't see it. Like, even if someone I really love and admire, like, take the love you have for your parents and put that in perception of someone that you're intimate with. You know, you've never been more intimate with someone than you did your mother. Just stop it, nigga. You came out of her vagina. So. But do you want to live with your mom forever? You know? You know? Do you want your relationship to grow with your parents? It's the same thing with a relationship with the person that you're intimate with. Let that person grow and you understand that you have to go away for love to get stronger sometimes. So, 
my advice to you, if anybody's out there struggling with a relationship, is to don't let it go, but let it free. Let it, let it be, for real, and have fun. Some being with someone shouldn't really be fucking stressful and hard. That shit should be like easy, free flowing. Especially if they're your age, bro. Like, I don't see people out here for real got it fucked up, getting cussed out and shit, and getting told what to do by someone their own age. Nigga, I wish a motherfucker would, bro. That's why, nigga. As soon as the girls start even doing some jealous ass, telling me what the, what nigga, I am not talking to you, bro. And you just fucked it up for yourself. I'm not even want to be friends with someone like that. So why would I get in a relationship with someone like that? And that's what I need to do. Quit being, quit, and that's what a lot of people do, for real. And I want y'all to quit doing this shit. Quit being in a relationship with someone that you wouldn't even be friends with. I used to do the same shit, bro. I used to date girls that I would never even talk to if they weren't my girlfriend. And that's why I stopped being someone's boyfriend. Because people have different standards for friends and boyfriends. And that shit is fucked up. Like, how do you... Be like, oh, this is my best friend, da 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 And y'all get along so good. And your boyfriend's a dick. And y'all don't get along. Y'all don't have no interest, no nothing. But you let this person come inside of you. (laughs) You let this person talk to you different ways. You let this person be in your intimate space all the time. And you let this person be in your life that you would not have this person in your life if he wasn't your boyfriend. He wouldn't even be your regular friend. Same way for guys. Niggas date girls all the time because of how they look and... They kind of like them. They feel like they can like make them, make them a little bit different, make them a little bit cooler girls to hang out with. But no, you wouldn't hang out with these girls if they were just your friend. Or, you know, I don't even think I said that shit right. But you understand. You get it what the fuck I'm talking about. Quit doing that shit. That shit is goofy as fuck. Like, how you dating someone that you don't like? Like, and then that's why people break up and then they just... Don't talk to their ex-boyfriend or anything like that because they never really liked them in the first place. You know, they were just interested in, the, you know, that interest in that shit, like, sparks other shit. You know? Being interested in someone attractive will spark your interest and you will put up with a lot of shit. And all I'm saying is, quit doing that goofy-ass shit. Love yourself enough to where it's like, bro, if I'm not going to be friends with this person, I don't need to be, like, in a, like, I don't know, I don't need to be that way with the person. For real, if I can't laugh and joke around with you, and, you know, every day, and not even every day, but every time we're around each other, if I can't be me to the fullest, you know? Then it's a wrap. We're not going to have sex. We're not going to do none of that shit, nigga. We're not even cool. And so I advise all my girls and the guys out there, quit having sex with people that you you wouldn't even be friends with. That shit's whack. Yeah, that shit's whack. And shout out to my nigga. I'm going to say his name. Shout out to my nigga Antonio Simmons for quitting the basketball team the way he did. The shit was funny as fuck. 
Shit made my entire high school career, bro. Like, I ain't never seen a nigga quit like that in my life. And he quit that shit like he quit McDonald's. <laughs> like, I seen a nigga quit McDonald's the same way Antonio quit our basketball team. Nigga, I don't need this shit. Threw his fucking shit off. But the nigga from McDonald's actually picked his shirt up in the street and walked back in and worked his third shift. So, Antonio was not coming back to the basketball team. I respect him and his pops. Shout out to Mr. Simmons, Coach Simmons, one of the best basketball coaches I ever had. Shout out to Coach Taff. Shout out to Coach Stewart. Shout out to Lamar. Shout out to Jordan. Shout out to every basketball coach out there, man. Uh, believe in your players. Just don't have your starting five and then have some whole bunch of other bullshit players that you never play, you know. Pick a first team, pick a second team, and let these kids play in high school, man. So, yeah, I'm out of here, bro. Everybody has a podcast, so I made one. And today's episode is officially done. Check it out. Um, Hopefully, I start getting on uh, Spotify and all that shit. My podcast is going to grow. We keep growing. And, yeah, if you want me to do run an ad for your business, Hit me up in my email and answer those questions in the beginning of the podcast, too. I really want to know your answer. I really want to know how I can help my relationship with my sister. And I really want to know, do you really feel that people should get off Instagram? Are you a person that is addicted to Instagram? Because I feel like people are addicted.